The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We continue our focus. Uh, on the broader issue of the fallout from the defeat of the government's, uh, of Sinn Féin's motion, rather, uh, calling on the government to extend the eviction ban uh, yesterday. Nessa Harrigan, the uh, Green Party TD for Dublin Central, voted with Sinn Féin against the government and she's been booted out of the party for 15 months. Lorna Bogue is, of course, a former Green Party councillor. She's now uh, a councillor and the leader of Unrawrtha Gloss. Uh, Lorna, what did you make of this 15-month suspension? Um, well, thanks for um, having me on, Kieran. And to be honest, um, fair play to you for not um, swearing at all at any point during um, this show, because some of the stories while I was listening in, I, I was swearing um, a bit, to be honest. Um, so, you know, it's it's just shocking. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, with regards to NASA and the way that she has voted, I mean, like, th- this is just totally expected from the Green Party. Um, but I mean, she's worse to still be a member of them. You know, I mean, this is not unexpected. And the rest of the Green Party um, is quite happy to support the lifting of this eviction ban. So I think I think anyone who is still in that organisation needs to be asking themselves some serious questions about what their principles are. Uh, is NASA and others who are opposed to the lifting of the ban, I mean, are they more in chime with the broader party rather than the political party? Um, well, you you know, to be honest, I made the decision to leave the political party, you know, so I, I suppose, you know, my thinking on this entire issue is actually, you know, who is the actual victim of this vote? So, you know, is it a Green Party TD who's been overly punished and people in the party who are feeling a bit sad about what the party is doing in their name? Or is it people who are about to be evicted? You know? Like, uh, and as a councillor, it seems clear to me that the actual salient issue at hand here is not the political theatrics that are going on around this, but what is actually happening now, mm. which is that people are being put out onto the street. So you, you don't buy, say, the defence offered by Catherine Martin and others that you have to pinch your nose sometimes, and these are my words, not hers, you have to pinch your nose sometimes and vote for something you don't necessarily agree with. In other words, this is the nature of coalition politics. If you want Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael to support Green Party measures, then sometimes you've got to support theirs. Well, it's it, no, I, I don't buy anything um, that Catherine Martin says. I don't buy anything that anyone who is currently a member of the Green Party says about anything. Like, in my opinion, the Green Party are unserious and they're dishonest and they're charlatans. Um, so it's less about them and more about how the housing struggle is being fought by tenants from this point onwards. I mean, she can talk all she wants about holding her nose, but that just shows how out of touch she is. Because from a Cork City Council perspective, and you were talking about turning around houses, um, we're one of the slowest councils in the country. It takes us on average 75 weeks to turn around a house. Um, and we've got this wonderful new strategy that will bring that down to 32 weeks by the end of the year. That's still 32 weeks to turn around yeah. a property that we have. And I was looking at the chief executive's report before coming on today. Um, and we, in January, had 4,383 applicants for social housing. And in January, we gave out 26 places. So, you know, I'm talking to people every day who are 12, 13 years on the list. Um, and I can't do anything for them. And this was before this has happened. So it's not just 
pinching your nose and, you know, feeling a little bit sad. Wow, 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 poor me. I'm a member of the Green Party. Like, they're totally out of touch with, with, with what is going on here. Well, the Labour Party's finance spokesperson, Jed Nash, is in studio with me. Jed, um, your party are preparing a motion of no confidence in the government. Is that right? Yeah, and it's something that we very rarely do um, as a serious opposition party that always seeks to provide constructive alternatives to um, government policy. We haven't actually introduced and brought it at all uh, a no-confidence motion formally uh, in about 23 years. Uh, And we see this issue as being so serious to necessitate an action like this. And there will be Green Party TDs and regional independent group TDs and others who I think will have to examine our conscience now over the weekend and as we approach next Tuesday uh, or Wednesday and the debate on this motion to figure out where it is they stand. Um, The reality is, Kieran, that uh, like Lorna, uh, my constituency clinic uh, on a Monday and a Friday is absolutely rammed with people who are concerned about affordable housing, uh, who are fearful now, even if they haven't received the eviction notice uh, in the last quarter of uh, last year or the first quarter of this year, that they may actually receive that impending notice when we see a flurry of notices being introduced uh, after the 1st of April as landlords exit uh, the market. Uh, We did, for example, and if we want to talk about the perspectives that different TDs take, um, Deputy Horrigan, for example, and others. Uh, we did in February, on February the 8th in the Dáil, um, introduce a motion uh, where we said, extend the eviction ban for another period of time to allow for eight specific measures that we would introduce to uh, take hold to help to mitigate and ameliorate the situation for people who are renting uh, and for those who are actually operating in the market. A government, including, uh, by the way, all Green Party TDs, decided to vote down that motion. And again, to try to be constructive last week, as we saw the end of the eviction ban nearing, uh, we proposed to the teacher, we actually developed a piece of legislation that would use an evidence basis to roll down the eviction ban over a period of mm. months. Because nobody, um, uh, regardless of which political party you represent or which ideological perspective you have, would say that the eviction ban would be in on a permanent basis. So we said, because there was no evidential basis used for the actual conclusion of the eviction ban, we said, look, good policy making would dictate that you need a strong evidential basis. One piece of evidence you could use is if there's a demonstrable reduction over a period of four to five months in homelessness figures, then the Dole and Shannon could again consider uh, the, um, uh, the the winding down of the mm. eviction ban to allow for more supply to come in uh, to play, to provide for more security of tenure for renters and other measures, the kinds of things that we proposed on the 8th of February that were voted uh, down. Yeah. Um, and what has government been doing over the last five months? That's why I say, and, and I usually don't reach for this argument, but I can only conclude that the decision that was taken by government, supported by the Green Party and regional independence, uh, uh, m- most of the regional independence and some rural independence, was simply ideological. That's what side they're on because no evidential basis whatsoever was used. Uh, no Le- evidence whatsoever. Leo Varadkar... Uh, no, you know, nothing done in the last five months to ameliorate or mitigate Lever- Leo Varadkar, in, in dismissing the um, Sinn Féin motion, described it as a show motion from show voters. He might say the same thing about the Labour motion and no confidence. In, in other words... The government have the numbers, so it will be defeated. Well, it shouldn't be it? about numbers. It should be about policy and what's best for our country and the citizens that we're supposed to represent. Yeah, but I, getting I, a motion heard, over the line I, is I, about I, numbers. I heard the and you don't have the numbers on today in response to Pat Leahy. So it is a show motion. No, no, it's not. One of the key constitutional obligations that the opposition has is to hold government to account. We have two motions a week in the Dáil, and. Leo Varadkar, the Taoiseach, accused uh, some of the opposition of acts of political theatre. I think he was accusing us of this. Now, 
Maybe he's in government too long and he doesn't understand that it's actually the opposition and the doll more generally that holds the executive to account. This is a very important function and we rarely reach for this particular device. So people will have a decision to make next week and it can't be amended. It's not a motion. Um, if uh, the government is defeated, uh, they have to find other ways than forming a viable government or go to the president. The president may dissolve the doll. So we're serious enough about this issue that we understand that it may very well precipitate an election because we believe that this is so serious that the rights and interests of citizens have and to be protected. And what's your what's your job of work then over the next week? Is it is it getting to the rural independents and regional independents and those other people uh, on the fringes of government or who generally support government? I'm trying to convince them. The so-called now independents because you know we saw yesterday uh, this grubby deal that was put together with the some of the regional independents. Uh, really pass muster. We don't know what it's going to cost. Uh, you, you might recall that I asked the Kian Corla, uh, uh, I made an intervention yesterday before this very critical vote was taken, uh, you know, to ask government what this was going to cost the taxpayer. Um, there needs to be transparency around this. That being said, some of the measures that the regional independent group uh, had proposed are absolutely bananas. I just don't, um, you know, pass muster at all. Like what, what's bananas? And, and won't, won't, in fact, uh, save a single family from eviction once the eviction ban is uh, um, is 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 withdrawn at the end of this month. One thing, for example, that they proposed was uh, the notion that um, you know more income could be derived um, by those who are actually in, in nursing homes. We know that there's been changes in terms of the income thresholds. Mm. And the minister, the minister with responsibility for older people, who's a very honourable person, Mary Butler, has said very very clearly this perversely could actually drive more people into nursing homes uh, uh, unsuitably uh, and before, yeah. uh, prematurely, um, because we know that this can can be an issue. So I think government needs to think very clearly about this. And it's quite extraordinary that a Fianna Fáil minister in Dara O'Brien was prepared to throw his own colleague under a bus well, so the government could fa- save face yesterday by doing a grubby deal with regional independence, a deal that actually won't stack up and doesn't really amount to much and let, won't save anybody from homelessness. Let's stick with that issue. Uh, what it is is that uh, under the Fair Deal scheme, uh, if your house is empty and you're in a nursing home, you can now keep 60% of your rent. The government is saying you can keep all of the rent. 100% of it uh, goes into your uh, pocket and Mary Butler, as uh, Jed says, uh, is concerned about it. Mary Butler is the Minister of State with responsibility for older people. Mervyn Taylor is acting CEO of Sage Advocacy. Mervyn, are you concerned? Well, yes, we are. We're concerned that vulnerable older people and their care in nursing homes is being used as a political football as part of a wider debate about freeing up houses in response to the ongoing housing crisis. Now, we appreciate the concern of legislators to increase the number of houses available to address homelessness, but like we do caution against unresearched and spur-of-the-moment decisions which could, if you like, seek to address the vulnerabilities of younger people but at the expense of the vulnerabilities of older people. Let me be specific. Um, as an older person entering a nursing home is not always in a position to make a clear decision as to whether or not they want to apply for the nursing home support scheme. You consider when a person is recovering from a bout of delirium following an illness they go from an acute hospital to a nursing home and they want to and are able to return home with support after they've got good care. And they find themselves owing money, perhaps for a process they didn't give informed consent to. Um, and they are then confronted with a range of challenges, which effectively mean that they cannot return to their own home. There's a view that because you're in a nursing home, that that's the end of it and you should. there's no way back. And that does not really address the, the, the reality is a lot of people are in 
uh, almost subacute hospital situations, but there's a cohort of people for whom nursing home care is temporary. Mm. And is the fear then, Mervyn, that once the house is rented out, that that residency becomes permanent in the nursing home and that all this happens maybe without the, you know, the person at the centre of it all entirely understanding what's happening given the nature of well, what might be wrong? Yeah, this is, the, this is the big issue is the person's capacity to agree to a contract of care in a, in a nursing home. There's also the fact that whereas the vast majority of families are loving and caring, uh, the fact of the matter is that there are people out there who actually take advantage of their loved ones, supposedly loved ones, and it's in their interest to get somebody into a nursing home Mm. and they actually take possession of the house, dispose of the belongings and rent it to their advantage. I mean, I want to say this clearly, it is not unknown for Sage Advocacy to have to support a client who has found that the locks in their home have been changed while they were in a hospital or in a nursing home for a temporary period. And, you know, when people want to return home, and this is the issue, it must be determined that a person is not in a position to return home. That is, their w- what is their will and preference, which is going to be mm. uh, copper fastened under new legislation starting in April 26th. Uh, what is their will and preference? If the supports aren't are taken away from them, if they can't return to their own house because somebody, a tenant has been put in there, it makes it very, very difficult for them. Um, and you're saying, look, you're old and frail and vulnerable. There's somebody now in your house. Um, so you'll have to stay where you yeah. are. But it's the person's home and they have a right to return to it in some cases. Yeah. I think the real issue here is uh, the commission in care, which is planned for the latter part of this year, needs to take a serious look at the whole financing of the nursing home scheme. And then we can clear away a lot of this okay. uh, spurious uh, arguments. Mervyn Taylor, CEO of Sage Advocacy, Jed Nash, the Labour Party's finance spokesperson, as Jed says, they're bringing a motion of no confidence uh, in the government. Uh, Lorna Bogue as well, who is a Cork City councillor and leader of Unrowther Gloss, a former Green Party uh, councillor. Thank you all very much uh, for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.